Hey y'all, welcome back to a Sunday, June 12th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, another one-parter uh, popping up today. Uh, I tipped this a few days back. Um, just kind of a weird schedule here this weekend um, with a lot going on, but uh, back to normal uh, this week uh, with a jam-packed selection of guests, but uh, yeah, just kind of a weird setup over the weekend, but just kind of a blip for where we're at uh, at the moment. But I appreciate you guys checking out uh, today's episode of the program. Uh, it's with Coach Pruitt, who uh, is the head football coach at Roswell High School back in the home state. Uh, the Roswell Hornets, very, very good uh, 7-8 program. And uh, we talked about all things coaching and his team and last year's team and what he expects from this year's team <clears throat> offensive and defensive personnel decisions uh call and plays on defense um just a lot of fun talking with coach so i appreciate him making the time on today's edition of the program and uh yeah so check that out here on the sunday june 12 2022 edition here on the chase month podcast make sure uh you go watch us you can watch this interview and every other uh, episode and all kinds of video content over on the YouTube page, youtube.com, type in the Chase Most Podcast. You'll find us there as I get some hiccups as we're uh, getting started here. And then um, also tweet at me at Chase double underscore Thomas, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. You can email the program at Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back here on the Chase Thomas podcast, taping this late on a Thursday with Roswell's head football coach Chris Pruitt. Yes, he's here on this edition of the podcast. Chris, how is it going? It's going good. I appreciate you having me on here. Thanks for being here, man. Um, y'all have different rules than uh, the dead period here in East Tennessee. Like they, uh, they do their dead period the last week of June and the first week of July. I was talking to Coach Morris from South Forsyth last week, and I learned I was like, "Oh, y'all haven't even jumped into summer workouts yet." And Tennessee's been already up and at it and doing all that. It's it's weird that it's different. So, have you been able to do much this summer yet? Yeah, so we're we're four days in. If you can't tell okay. my voice, so we're four <laughs> days in. Um, so we've we've done we've done. I think we're four days in, we've done two middle school workouts. So, you know, we're moving good. You know, we're just trying to get back. Um, we don't really like jump in like a hundred miles an hour. We got to, we ease back into things um, and really try to ramp it up as we go. Um, the first week's kind of like, let's remember, you know, basic stuff. Let's remember how to lift, how to run, you know, stuff like that. So it's very, it's pretty elementary for our kid, for like our older guys, but our freshmen and like our sophomores that haven't done it in a while, they, they're the ones that are struggling right now. Most of, most of our older guys are, are, are loving life right now. Now next week we'll, we'll ramp it up a little bit more and get after it a little bit more, but yeah, we got three weeks left in June. So we're going to get after it and put in 15 good days. Do you, uh, do you put in any installs in yet or how long are you going to wait on that front? Shoot. We, we start installing usually in like March. Honestly, okay. we go, we go at it like, classroom wise for at least a month maybe a month and a half hmm. um we may like get on the field like right before spring practice um and like we're not moving at all it's just more or less like where to line up where to stand what are you looking at that type of thing so we we really try to like teach instead of like assume you know so we've even with our seniors like rising seniors rising juniors we go back to 
on the defensive end. This is where I stand like day one, you know, mm. this is who I'm looking at. So we really break it down and really try to reteach as much as possible. Like for our, for our program, like coaching is teaching for us. So mm. um, if we're, if we're going to say we're going to install something, we're going to reteach it from like from nothing. Like we're, like we're installing it with our sixth, seventh and eighth graders. So, hmm. uh, so yeah, we've, we've been at it and we've, we pretty much have, um, you know, a lot of our offense and obviously it'll tweak week to week. And then um, our, our base defense is what we ran the spring. So um, we did, we did a lot of stuff, but um, just trying to see what we can do and what we're good at. And, you know, frankly, what we're not good at. So just trying to see where we're at and who we are. How much do you have to change year over year? Because it's different than obviously college and the NFL where you can kind of pick your rosters and uh, build yeah. your rosters based on your personnel. I imagine at Roswell and just what you've learned uh, going from DC to head coach, do you have to kind of like, cause you, it's interesting you mentioned installing in March. I mean, that's, you still, you have a lot of time to figure things out and figure out who's going to work. But if you're doing installs that early, do you have to throw some stuff out that you practice in March where by August you're like, this yeah. is not going to work with this group? No, sure. Like we tell them, you know, Hey, like we may run this in spring and it may yeah. look completely terrible and we'll never run it again. <laughs> now, like it's a good, it's a good lesson. Like, you know, as coaches, like we'll go and look at stuff and you know, there's certain things that we like and you know, I could sit there and watch, you know, like your guys, your, your Tennessee defense, I could sit yeah. there and watch those guys. It would look perfect for them. But now when we try to run it, it may look completely awful. Yeah. We don't have the same personnel as Tennessee does. So you have to kind of pick and choose things that you like and, um, like you said, you know, if we, if we try to install it in March, um, mm -hmm. or if it's something like, Hey, we're not picking up on this. Like it doesn't, it's not clicking with our guys. Like we'll throw it out. Um, but it's just a chance like spring wise for us to re go, you know, go back and, you know, we, we kind of reevaluate the film from last year. What do we do? What, what do we do good? What do we do wrong? Um, and then, like you said, the biggest thing and the best part of, to me about like high school football you you're you're given the the cards that you're dealt with you can't mm -hmm. you know you can't go and like pick and choose who you want um so what you got to do is figure out what they do well and that make that your, your important part of your stuff you know to give you a, to give you an idea like <clears throat> we had a quarterback last year is about six three six four could throw it could scan the field mm -hmm. um our returning quarterback's a little bit smaller can't really scan the field as well now he has other things he can do well. So our offense basically turn, you know, turns from well, what our previous quarterback did well to what mm. this guy can do. The same way we call plays like JV wise. Tonight it's good to have an idea what our JV quarterback can do. Mm. Our varsity and JV quarterbacks don't run the same offense. Now mm. we have the same plays and the same formations and stuff like that. But as far as what we're reading, who we're looking at, um, we kind of control that because again, like our JV guy may not be able to do the stuff we do Friday. Um, so we, we, we tweak it like that. And if there's stuff that our kids like, we'll try to work on that and work with that more. Um, you know, if it's a concept our receivers like, or our O line likes to block it a certain way, we'll try to make it work that way. Um, and really we take a lot of input from our players because they're the ones that have to do it. And they're the ones that see it firsthand. If they like something, that's our new favorite play. <laughs> um, you know, cause if, if the kids are believing in what you're doing, they'll play, they'll play a hundred miles an hour. As a, I'm always curious when you get when you go from coordinator to CEO type coach, like how hands on are you still with defense, and like how did you increase how hands on you got with the offense? Do you just kind of trust your offensive staff, and you're just like, hey, if this works, I, I trust you guys. I'm pretty hands off, but if it makes sense to me. I'm good with it if it's working. Or, or have you found yourself more hands on since being elevated? I think the biggest thing um, 
that I learned from being in DC mm-hmm. um, and it really applied when I got to be a head coach was delegate and let people do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're going to hire, you know, let's say if I'm a DC and we hire two guys and I want them to work on, let's just say third down defense, like let those two guys learn, you know, they may do it. They may do it completely wrong. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm going to do as well. And let's say, you know, game one goes and we don't do so well. Maybe that's my point to come in and throw like a little suggestion and say like, Hey, did you guys see this? Did you see this? You know? Um, but really let people work and let them grow and let them continue to get better. We do, I think we do a really good job. We let a lot of our younger coaches call JV and freshman games. Hmm. That's the hardest thing as a coach to do is actually call the plays in the game. Yeah. At least, at least in my opinion. Um, so we let them, we'll go, they'll go a half and our, our really our coordinators and myself are usually up in the box or at least we don't coach at all. We let them go. Um, I want them to talk on the sideline with the guys. I want them to be on the field, make, have to, have to get the referee to come over and answer what do you want that penalty or not? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing I think that threw me off when I became a head coach was, you know, do you want the penalty or not? And I was sitting there looking around. I'm like, well, what's the situation? I you know, I was, I was worried about the defensive stuff. And mm-hmm. then I realized it's like, well, we got to pay attention to like every deal, everything now. And it's like easy to say that, but like in the middle of a game, you're trying to make an adjustment defensively and you miss two plays of offense. You don't really know what's going on, what the scenario is. Yeah. That was the biggest thing for me is when I got hired, hire good people and take the restraints off and let them work. It's not going to go perfect or it's not going to go exactly the way I want it to, but you got to let people work and be themselves and really kind of take it and um, run with it and be, you know, just a master of whatever they're doing. Um, Again, our offense, you know, has done a really good job, I think. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, the hands-off thing. I have to make myself go watch the offense practice. Hmm. Um, I was, I was, I've always been the play caller defensively. Mm -hmm. I was, I was a, I was a GA and was moved from a GA to a DC overnight. We had a, we had a staff changeover. So I've been calling defenses since I've been 21 years old. So about 10, 11 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So like I wasn't giving that up and they, you know, maybe someone thinks that it's a control part of me, but like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to let that go. I want to be involved in some way um, in the game. And what I've had to learn is again, the defensive coaches I hire and bring on, let them run practice let me go over and see what our offense is doing. Let's go hang out with the O-line and talk with them, talk with the receivers, go hang out with the quarterbacks, you know, just try to be, not be around and be um, just a statue watching them, but like get involved with them, figure out what they're doing, figure out what their problems are. You know, the, if you've ever been near a field, the O-linemen and the DBs, I'm usually with the DBs, the O-linemen and the DBs don't have the same problems. They don't yeah. think about anything similar. Um so when you when you go over there, you get a whole other idea of what's going on or what's not happening, um, and really just trying to get um, in front of people and make sure that you know I was so focused on the defense for so long that I needed to realize I needed to expand out and go figure out you know what makes this guy tick on offense, who is he, how what's he about, what's he what's he like, what he doesn't like, um, you know it sounds silly. Figure out if he's dating somebody. Figure out who, what he's doing on the weekends. You know, just trying yeah. to get a little bit of chunk anything outside of football, you know, you'd be shocked at how open those kids are on the field when you ask anything but football questions. Yeah. You know, we try to, we try to, in our program, we try to build relationships. That's number one. Like 
if the kid doesn't believe in us and, and we don't believe in the kid, then what are we doing? You know, we're not, we're, we're basically just throwing kids out there and hoping it works. Um, so we really try to build relationships and figure out, um, you know, who they are, whether they, they have brother, sister, how your grades, are they good in, are they good in math or they hate math? You know, what are they good at? Um, do they have a girlfriend? Do they not have a girlfriend? Have they ever had a girlfriend? You know what I mean? Just type those types mm-hmm. of things. We're just trying to figure out who they are. Um, again, like, it, we're probably a little odd in that we don't like talk about football usually on the field. Like if we're in, hmm. if we're in a huddle and stuff like that, we're talking ball, but like if we're taking a break, we're taking a break and we're talking about something else, you know, just um, trying to, whatever is important, we're focused on that. But if, it, if we're, if we're not focused on football, we're doing something else. So, um, you know, we're probably, I always tell people we're a little weird and we're probably a little bit different than most people. So, well, it sounds like it you have a healthier work-life balance. Like you've really—that's a big thing for you. <clears throat> yeah, no, it is. Um, we we're not like we're we're on the field two hours max. If we're on the field past two hours, we may just stop practice and and, huh. and finish up. I mean, we're <clears throat> excuse me. We like to just get done, um, and it's not like we're trying to skip out on work. You know, like mm. when we're there, we're working, but we're also not going to go home or we're going to sit in the office for three hours after practice and change and trying to reinvent the wheel now mm-hmm. like on saturdays when we meet like we're meeting from seven o'clock to about four o'clock like we're working and we're there mm. and we're staying there and we're focused but like all the work for the week we like to do saturday and sunday by wednesday like we should be done we should feel great about everything we should we should have you know backup plans if this doesn't work this is what we're going at if you know we try to go through every scenario by the end of wednesday we want to feel good staff wise and make sure that we could we feel good about playing if we had to on Thursday, you know, and mm. our Thursday practices, let's review some things, let's fine tune some things and let's make sure our substitutions are right. You know, just basic stuff. Um, but now, I mean, I think one of my, one of my biggest mo- uh, role models I probably had uh, when I was a GA was Matt mummy. Um, who's mm. the, I guess he's the OC at Colorado state now. And we were, we used to, to be, yeah, it's his son. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, to give you an idea of our, our times for, for work when, before, before coach mummy came in, it was mm. anywhere from 6am to 1am. Um, and we like grinded every single day and we, we were five and five, four and six. Like it yeah. didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter. We could have spent 24 hours in there. We were going to be five and five. <laughs> um, when coach mummy came in, it was just like a, it was almost like a breath of fresh air. Like he'd come in and say like, you know, you know, what are you, what are you guys looking at? It's not going to change. Like the, you watch the video once, like move on. You don't have to watch it 15 times to figure out that, you know, our corner is just not athletic enough to make that play. You yeah. Know, he's doing his best. He's just not there. So we, you know, we ended up stopping anywhere around nine, ten o'clock, you know, but just having that mentality of like, if we're here, let's work. If work's done, go home. Like we, I tell our staff, like every time, like if you have a kid, you miss something like you need to be fired. Like, I'm not going to fire you, but you need to be fired. Like, you need to be there. It's mm. like, you can't, you can't make up that time that you missed. You know, if you miss a, a softball game on Saturday morning because you need to be here, like, you can do the hour of the work later. But, mm. like, go to the softball game, be there, be a dad. And I think it's important for our kids to see that. Like, yeah, we have we have a lot of young coaches on our staff. Our, young, our youngest coach is – or, sorry, our oldest coach is, like, 37. Mm. But, like, they are, most of them have, like, young families, and they see us – um, interact with our wives and our kids all the time. And, you know, I think it's important to see that, you know, 
we have we have guys that have older kids we have guys that have younger kids but like they're always there and they're a dad first like to me that's important you know it's 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 a big deal you want to be there um and for our kids to see that i think that's something that they may not notice now but they'll think about it later on you know that you know even when practice was over coach Pruitt still had to go throw the ball with with a four-year-old on the field and go chase the one-year-old around you know so Mm -hmm. that's important for us and like i said we're different than a lot of people and we get that um but i also think that's you know maybe something that sets us apart if netflix came to you and was like hey we want to do part two uh valdosta uh miniseries uh, and we want to follow you guys around for a fall. Would you do it? I mean, like, I think any, any to me, like any publicity for your school is good, right? Mm. Like, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they'd want to follow me around because I'm pretty boring now. Like some of our assistants, they may, they may like hanging out with them better. Yeah. But, like my life's, my life's pretty boring. I'm either at the field house or at my house. So wait, what do you of, do for fun? What do you do for fun? Man, we hang out with his family. Like we have a four year old and a one year old. Yeah. So me and my wife, you know, we hang out and we'll hang out with them. And, um, you know, like we like to do stuff, but it's also like you have to think about when you take two kids somewhere, you got to figure right. out, you got to figure out all that. And we, we like to, four year old's not ready to babysit the one year old yet. No, 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 You don't want the four and a half year old to trip to, she already runs the house. You don't want her to get in. Oh, does she? House. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Teenage so you're going to be a pushover. Be a te- this is, teenage, this is going to be a problem teenager. for you. Teenager years are going to be rough in this house. There's, I can see that. There's, there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, my wife's a strong, strong, strong woman. So there, mm. there'll be some, some drag out ones there. So, you know, you'll be about, like, hey, sorry, I got to go to the field house. I wish I could yeah, be here well, for it. But... I've already told people, you know, they asked me, is like, you had two girls. Don't you want a boy? And I'm like, you know, I got a hundred boys every year. I got to take care of and monitor yeah. grades and hang out with them. And, I got to make sure they graduate. And I was like, the two girls are enough. Like they're good. I'm good with them. They're, they're a handful, you know, and they're, they're so you're fun done. to be around, but two and done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're mm. good. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're, we're go. good. The girls are fun. You know, one, the four year old just now getting into stuff. So mm. she was at flag football camp this week and, okay. and loved every, and loved every minute of that. So she's getting into stuff and trying to see what she likes and what she doesn't like tell people all the time i didn't plan on it but i think we have the little girl from uh remember the titans if you remember that little girl yeah hey, uh, what's her name hayden Panettieri. yeah that I, I think we didn't try we didn't yeah. try to do this but we, we have the second coming of her oh so she's already like all over the field just she's gonna be on the sidelines yelling at officials this is oh, gonna be for a thing sure. for sure for sure yep um yeah she she has she has two words of advice for me every week um <laughs> It's not like do well. It's not yeah. like have fun. Just don't lose. Those are the only two words she tells. It's good me. advice. <laughs> it's great. It's great advice. I mean, it's it hits everything you need in, one, in two words. You know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, did you cross paths with Malik Willis? Were you there at that point or no? So no. Um, well, unfortunately, I probably crossed paths with him, but I was on the opposite side. Was that uh, when you were at we Johns played, Creek? Correct. We played okay. in a scrimmage one year. Mm. Um, I don't even think uh, we, we shouldn't say we played them. We were on the field while they ran past us. But, um, <laughs> the, bet, the you know, I got the, I got a chance to coach his brother. He has a younger brother that's uh-huh. that's playing at uh, a JUCO in Mississippi right now. Okay. Um, and um, so I, I've talked to him a couple times and met him. Mm. Just fantastic. Both kids like incredibly awesome, fantastic kids. Um, they're so fun to be around, and um, anything that uh, Malik does won't surprise me you know i can hmm. see him being the best quarterback in the league um 
all the way to if he doesn't make it in the league, he's going to be successful at whatever he does. Yeah. Um, he's just that – he's wired that way. I think he landed in a good spot where you don't have to start right away in Tennessee, and yeah. um, I think it's a pretty good spot for him. So it should be interesting. It's also just like one of those things. Do you tell kids – I'm curious because this is something that we see now a lot is just it always – I mean, hey, look, if you want to come to Tennessee, like come to Tennessee. I don't care how loaded up we are on the edge or on the interior, how many receivers we have. Come to Tennessee. I'm, I'm about it. But in general, I think it's interesting because like when you go up and down the list, like Malik, he's a Liberty kid. He goes and he's drafted. You have two North Dakota State quarterbacks who go in the last 10 years in the first round. You have Jared Goff going number one overall from Kyle. Like You can go anywhere and you can you can be an NFL player. Like you'll they'll find you if you're good. Is that something that you yeah. tell these kids when they like being in the South and being in the SEC country where it's like, oh, I want to play for Bama, I want to play for Georgia, I want to play for these schools, and you're like, man, there's not you can go be a household name. You can go to Colorado State and be a great player. You can go to Western Michigan. You can go be a Sky Moore. You can go be a Christian Watson. Like, there are opportunities everywhere. Do you like encourage like don't be so focused on like the big Power Five SEC schools because there's a lot of opportunity everywhere else. I think you know. I mean, I'm, you're, you're speaking to a Division three football player. And yeah. Again, I'm not. I'm not an athlete to say anything like this, but like, there were some really, really good football players that were at our place, and we played mm-hmm. against some really, really good football players. So, like, I always challenge our kids when they like are interested. Like, your freshman, sophomore, you think you want to play college football? I said, go to a Division one game. Go to one or you know, what are they? Whatever FCS, FBS, D two, D three. Go to one game at each level. Mm. And tell me like how different it is because it's not like drastically too different. Mm. Um, like there's guys everywhere. Every team is loaded, especially in Georgia. If you go to West yeah. Georgia, that team's loaded. Mm. If you go to Barry College up in Rome, loaded. They're all good. Mm. If you go to uh, Kennesaw State, loaded. Mm. You go to Georgia Tech, they're good. You know, if you go to Georgia, obviously good. You know, Georgia, everywhere you go, there's talent. Um, so I mean, ultimately, like when when I when I and I, the, the biggest thing I try not to do is I don't want to get in the recruiting process and tell you where to go. Hmm. Like that's the worst thing. Do I Do they can ask do. you though a lot? Um, I mean, they ask questions, you know, they want right. to know, you know, is this team serious? Is this not, you know, they want to know, they just, they, they, it's really like the first time you do the recruiting process, the first time you've ever done the most important process of your life, you know? Right. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's, there's just questions that you don't know. But to me, the most important thing is like find the right fit. Find the right mm-hmm. fit academically and find the right place that you want to be at, like for your long term. Like, do they have the major you want to be? Do they have a, a network of alumni that work with the school? So, I mean, because I even joke with the kids, it's like, there's some guys I've even told, like, I'm not saving your number. I know you're going to be somewhere next year. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll call me, I'll, we'll figure this all, all out where you're at and everything. But, like, go, go to a place that has a system set up for you to be successful. Like anything but football. Don't worry about the foot. Like the football is great everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Like you're gonna work hard. You're gonna do great things. You're gonna play. You're gonna have a fun time. But like you need the place that's gonna take care of you academically and take care of that. You know, I hate to be say the saving term, but like the next four years. Mm-hmm. But that's really it is. It's like you have to find you have to find a system, a setup, a network of people that can help you. Not just with you're there and they love on you because you're playing there. But like find a place that you can enjoy throughout your life um, because it, it does matter. Um, ultimately, like with our players, I think we get a weird mix of like we have really, really good players 
Mm-hmm. But we also have a lot of kids that are undersized. And huh. I think that's where a lot of our our toughness and our physical nature comes from. A lot of our kids are an inch too short, uh, hmm. two inches too short. They're 20 pounds lighter. They're two-tenths of a uh, faster or slower on a 40 than someone tells them to be. Now, like when we play, like there's, t- there's 11 people at the ball. Our linemen are finishing down the field. Our running backs are finishing runs. We're trying to we're trying to embarrass people every play, mm-hmm. but like we may not have the rankings and the hype and all that jazz. But like I always tell people, you know, turn on the tape. The tape won't lie. And you know, like you said, you, you can go down a list of guys that have made an impact um, at the at the pro level, D three, D two, one double A. It doesn't matter. Like there's Jerry Rice, the best player of all time. Good. Mississippi Valley State, if like you can, it doesn't matter. Good, they'll find you. Yeah, if you're, if you're mm. good and you you work hard enough, they'll find you. Um, and I think that's ultimately, you know, if it's just different because, like, with our, you know, when you look at the number, I think it's like three percent of a high school team mm-hmm. is going to play four years of college. So, like, we usually are 110, 120 kids. So we're saying like three to five five people on our team will play four years in college. Mm-hmm. Now, like, we got we got 15, 20 kids that say they want to play. Um, you know, two years ago, we had 10 kids sign a scholarship and play. I think four of them are still left. You know, hmm. it just it happened so quick. Um, I mean, because this is it's tough, um, you know, especially we're lucky too. when you have a when you have, when you have coaches with different backgrounds. We have two or three D3 guys on our staff. We have two mm-hmm. JUCO guys, two guys that went to JUCO and went to Division One, JUCO to Jacksonville State. You know, we have different levels on within our staff. So, like, you have a question on JUCO, like our O-line coach was at Georgia Military and then played at Georgia. So, hmm. you know, if you want to know about a JUCO, ask him. If you want to know about Division Three, go ask go ask the guy that played Division Three. You want to know about D2, go ask the guy that played in, in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, and played quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's just I think people don't realize that the football is so spread out because we live in a bubble. Hmm. And when you – and I've talked with recruiters about this. I think the most important thing is if – you can just get out of your bubble and go somewhere. You'll realize that there's just so much out there. Every, mm-hmm. every FBS place is super nice and they put mm-hmm. a lot of money into it, but what are they doing outside of football? That's going to help you is what I try to tell them to figure out and just talk with anyone outside of the football uh, visit that you're on. Go talk to mm-hmm. anyone outside of that and you'll get an idea of what the schools really, really like. Hmm. Uh, in terms of what you saw this past year, what uh, were you happy with how 2021 went? Because you started in a weird year, man. Obviously, with the COVID oh, yeah. pandemic in yeah. 2020, like yeah, I, I imagine that was not your ideal way of kicking off your head coaching career, right? Uh, it, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, um, an opportunity came up, and you know, yeah. sometimes the best thing you can do is take it and run with it. So, mm. um, you know, I was excited. Um, I, I was really, I was really excited for those kids. I just wanted them to have a regular year, honestly. Mm. You know, I had been when I got. Did it to feel Roswell, regular they, last year? Yeah, yeah, it did. Mm. It did. We didn't have too many. We didn't have too many issues, honestly. Um, you always had the random scare, like you mm. know, we were worried someone was sick, and like, is it a cold? Is it flu? Is it COVID? Mm. You know, you just don't know. Um, but like the first year. Um, when I got to Roswell, those kids were freshmen. So they came to Roswell the same time I did. So I wanted them to have a great senior year and just play. Um, you know, we made it to the second round. I thought we did well. Um, we just ran up against a good team. The next year, like the whole goal was like, let's, we got to push further. We got to push harder and, and do some different things. Um, 
you know, and we were able to have a good year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there was obviously you lose three times um, by 32 points, I think, combined. So that's six six plays all year out of over 2,000 that you you know that you go from 13 and 0 to 10 and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lost a really three really really good teams. I mean, they were yeah. three of the final four teams in 7A, and um, you know the Georgia 7A is is I don't care what anybody tells you, I don't care what ranking you look at, uh, it's the hardest classification to play in yep. week in week out. Um, and I was told our kids, you know, one of the things we talked about was when you make the playoffs, like it's a great year. You know, people are going to pat mm-hmm. you on the back and tell you you did good. Do you win a game? Everyone will tell you you did great, but like deep down, like if you work harder and you work hard enough, you can get past that. And you know, our kids last year bought into that. We had, we had a small group of seniors. We had 14 seniors, which is a small group for us. But I realized, you know, midway through the year, we're just talking about our leadership continued to get better and, and got better. There was eight of those kids that had worn a Roswell R since they had played in second grade. Mm. So like they had been in our program since second grade, you know, the other ones kind of joined in as we went and those eight kids, like they weren't going to lose. They, that R meant that much to them is like, it didn't matter who we played, when, where, how, what it looked like. If they had, if we had, a, if we had a, a second left and the ball, we had a shot to win. Um, and I think that showed in our, our, our second round game when we beat North Cobb and we had seven seconds left on this six seconds on the six yard line or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what more do you want? You have one play to win a game. You know, that's, that's all you can ask for ultimately. Right. Um, so it was funny. We actually, we had, we had a scenario over the summer. We were literally in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not that I'm a seven on seven fanatic, but we were at a seven on seven. <laughs> I haven't thing. met a coach who is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it, it's just a thing you got to mm-hmm. think you got to go through. We had one play. We had to win. If we won the game, if we got, you know, X number of yards, we won. If not, mm-hmm. we lost and we went for the win. We we're going to, we we're going to win. We're not going to go here to tie and, you know, split something. So we, we ended up losing the seven on seven thing. Mm-hmm. Second scenario came up, we ended up winning. So, hmm. you know, I think the biggest thing that happened was our seniors continued to, to develop. We had, we had, I think we had seven of the kids that hadn't played a down until they started as a senior. All of them are all region players hmm. uh, other than other than one that got hurt. Um, so I just think it was a, it's a, it really kind of reinforces what we're doing. Um, and, and it makes sure, I mean, kind of makes you, makes you realize you're on the right track. Um, you know, getting that far, um, I think showed a lot of our kids just how close you are, but how far are you, you're away from getting over to the top and holding that trophy at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've competed well and played, um, again, just didn't fall our way in the, in the third round, but that's the goal is we, we really talk about like June, June 6th to December 10th is our season. So, um, we've really put that in our kid's head and really focused on playing 15 games and, you know, hopefully everybody's all up on the stage celebrating together at the end of the year. Well, you've got two big non-region games on the road to start things off. It looks like, you, would you say your schedule is a little bit more difficult than last year? Sure. Yeah. We yeah. wanted it difficult. Yeah. We wanted it hard. Okay. Yeah. We, we wanted to see where we're at and, um, you know, we opened with a really, really good Denmark team. Mm. Um, they're going to be really, really good. Um, I know that, and I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch a ton of games of them, but I had um, Paul Mary on a couple weeks ago. I you should have oh, let yeah, me know, yeah. and I could have asked him, and I should have got, I got <laughs> some game plan for you. I just, I just know that they're going to be very physical, and they're going to be, good. yeah, they're going to be well coached. Um, you know, I've seen them a couple times on you know other tape, mm-hmm. um, and it just, they just blow me away because they're very physical, very. You can tell they're coached really well. 
Um, you know, we play Centennial, which is a team that's continuing to get better. Um, and it's a inner city rivalry game. Um, so mm-hmm. it's always tough. Um, yeah. And then we play uh, Marietta and Milton back to back and um, really again, trying to see where we're at. I mean, they're two yeah. good teams. They past three years, they both played for a state title. So we're ready to go and see where we're at, um, especially on the road. Do you go into the year though? Do you look at it and you're like, when do you, at what point do you go? Okay. When you've seen guys and you know where you're going to be roster wise and depth chart wise. And you're like, okay, this is about where we should be. I know you talked about the playoffs and if you make the playoffs, that's a huge, huge thing. But do you internally like have your expectations or you talk to your coaching staff of like, this is where I think we can be. Do you keep it realistic early on or do you not put yeah, any I mean, uh, caps I just, on it? I think you, you really have to, I think with, with especially high school kids mm. and you really have to keep it a week to week thing. Like it's yeah. so it's a cliche thing. And like, I probably rolled my eyes when I was a when I was a player, like thinking mm. about it, but it really is like, if you can focus, you know, we, we, we talk about it like a one game season. Like this mm. is the, this is the game that you have to win, you know, and this is the game you have to do your best in obviously like, and, and I hate to use the word we have to win. We've mm. kind of eliminated that word from like our vocabulary at all. Like we talk about like, do your best. So like process what's your of best? results. Yeah. Like it's not like, cause if you go in the game and you lose, you know, for whatever reason, then it's just like the, the mentality part of it. it's like, Oh, we failed. And it's like, we could have done everything right. And if we weren't the better team, then like we, we may have lost if we had, if we played them 15 times, you know, right. You just never know. Like some games, like you said, you kind of have an idea you know, some games you're, you kind of have a hunch that you may be outmanned or out, you know, mm. just, but you, um, you try to find ways around it. Um, and I think again, it's, it's a one week to week thing. Um, a lot of our coaches and all of our assistants do a lot of our scouting moving forward. Mm. And I used to be, when I was a DC, I used to be that way. I'd go check out everybody, see what they did, see how they, see how they were, what, how many yards did they put up and all that. Mm. And it's like, we just have, if we can focus like week to week, we'll be fine. Um, and, and really like our, the way we kind of approach things, like if we just don't beat ourselves, that takes away so much of the issue Mm -hmm. and we beat ourselves by looking ahead, thinking about what other people are doing, thinking about how we're perceived by other people. Like, and if we just focus on the team we're playing and play, it's amazing what, like, if you just keep everyone focused, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll have some, you'll have a better shot at winning things because you're, like you said, it's, it's about the process and not necessarily like we have to win this week. We just need to play good like and play well. We already know what they're going to be in. We know what we're going to be in. Let's just play and go do that better than they are. What do you think is going to be your deepest position group this fall? Do you already have an idea? Uh, I mean, honestly, like I like our receiver group a ton. You know, mm. we have a ton of guys that can, that can do some things. Um, you know, we were, we we're fortunate. Um, we didn't lose a ton last year. Our mm. leading receiver um, graduated, um, but other than that, like probably the next six or seven guys we have back, including you know, I include basically any skill guy. Our running mm. backs are in there too because we throw them the ball and they catch it out of the backfield. We put them out wide. You know, they're they're a good group, and there's a there's a good mix of um, very loud talker leader <laughs> t- leadership type. Mm. You have the soft spoken guys. You have the guys that just work. You have the guys that you got to like get some, get, you have to ask 15 times to just get anything out of, um, but they just work hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's um, one of the better groups on our team. You know, they, they've worked really well. And um, like I said, there's a lot of talent. I mean, we could go two, three deep, I think. 
Hmm. Um, you know, they may not be the size you would necessarily want, but like they've worked hard and they've been in our program and they've, they've put a lot of work in, um, and they've gotten better, you know, last yeah. year being able to play, um, you know, we had a weird deal two years ago where we probably didn't play all of our JV and freshman games. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and that was the biggest thing last year is having reps for those kids and let them go play, mm. let them screw it up, let them do, be successful, but just let them play. Um, and you know, they, 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 they were able to have, um, good leadership last year and were able to learn a lot because they played a lot. Um, you mm. know, there was times last year where we ended up with all juniors and sophomores on the field. You know, we, we were laughing and breaking down film one day. It was like, we were in our North Cobb game and we had like two sophomores, two juniors and a sophomore running back in, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going against every, every kid on North Cobb's team as a power five skill player, you know, they, so there's a lot man all, there. Yeah, yeah. And, but our kids competed, you know, and that's yeah. the thing is, um, it goes back to the chip on the shoulder thing, right? You know, they, mm-hmm. they're not the tallest, they're not the biggest, they're not the fastest, but you know, put them, put them all, put us all on the field, 11 on 11 and let us play. Interesting. Is there one game that you have circled this fall that you're most excited about? I mean, it, the, at Roswell, Roswell Milton is, is the game yeah. every year. That's the, it's the game of all games. You know, <laughs> it's the one that, um, have you heard some crazy you know, stuff from fans like going in the game week or after the game or before has anyone said it? Like, has it, what, what is it yeah. like? I mean, you know, so when I, I grew up in Warner Robins, Georgia, if you know where that is. Oh yeah. I know uh, Warner right Robins. Northside yeah. Warner Robins. We played y'all in a state title game or, or that's where, did Chauncey Stuckey go there? He did. Yeah. 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 So, I, so yeah, that, that like, that's where I grew up. And like when I was growing up, Warner Robins Northside game was the game of the year. Yeah. Like every year. Um, and I remember when I came up to Roswell, you know, people were telling me, it's like, this is going to be a great, you know, it's just such a good rivalry. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, you, just, you, know, you don't have any clue. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go down to Valdosta Lounge and tell me it's a good rivalry, you know. Yeah. So we literally walk out for the pregame, and I kind of just looked around. And it just felt like there was tension in the air. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, it's like, that is one of the, it's one of the best rivalries I've, I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, the two communities have been right next to each other. And competed in everything for 70 years and mm. you know we we don't wear red in our locker room we don't wear blue in the locker room like that's the that's just a rule you know like mm. we did we kicked the middle schooler out earlier because he had a red shirt on we're like hey go find go find like a new shirt or something you know like hey i'll give you a shirt mm. you know anything but that like anything mm. with that color um and it's the, it's just so one Saint of those Patrick's Day where, is a hit at Roswell High School. Yeah, that yeah is the jam. Sure, yeah, 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 for sure. Everybody's got a green shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just one of those games. You know, it's a competitive game, and the the best part about it is it's such the game is so well coached both sides. Mm-hmm. It's never you know and that's the I think that's the thing that probably separates it from others. You know, again, not that it's not another other rivalry games aren't well coached, but um, we both teams know each other. We know the personnel. We know what the other team is going to run. It's just literally who can execute better. Mm-hmm. and who can play better that night and you know they've they've had us they've had our number the past couple of years so um what's the size of people. the school difference is it pretty close it's pretty close yeah it's, okay. it's not too it's not too it's not too much difference um mm. so i've already heard it plenty of times that we need to get that done so that's on go. the list of things that's on the list of things and that's why i said it's better it's good to have some pressure it makes it makes things happen if you if everything's kind of passive and and there's no tension, and you're not going to get anything done. There you go. We'll end on this. Yeah. Do you do the Roswell? Is that is the Roswell still at five thing still a thing? 
I used to go to that uh, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it's a thing. It's every it's every Thursday. I can't say that I've yeah. been in a while. No, I, yeah, I, it's a pretty good time. I, it gets pretty packed I, over there. Yeah, they shut they shut a good portion of the street down. That place is yeah. that downtown place is so awesome. Either way, mm-hmm. like even with when it's not that, it's such a nice little area. And do you I get stopped when you're out with the fam? Are they like, hey, coach, uh, what was uh, that call earlier? I don't know what you're doing. It's, no, it's honestly like it's random, but they're yeah. mostly supportive. Like you know. It, there's not too many crazy people that'll, you know, that'll ask that, you know, I don't know. There's times where like, I'm sure they think that, but you know, maybe not, maybe not yeah. out loud. They won't, but you know, it's all good. It's a part of like, they, you know, they ask questions and they care. Right. So yeah, you want to help them out figure out what's going on. So, um, it's all good. You know, it's seven, eight football, man. Pushing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to do it. Man, it is what it is. They said, maybe sometimes, maybe I'm not thinking right. Maybe I need to get hit upside the head and they can help me with that. Do you miss South Georgia at all? I mean, you know, it's it's like it's like you miss home, you know. Like yeah. you, you've always, it's just a place that you've always grown up. And we go, my wife and I are both from Warner Robins, so we go back huh. randomly. Um, but no, I mean, I love where we're at. It's such a good place, and mm. it's awesome for the family. Like, there's so much to do around here, and there's a, mm. there's an endless amount of things to do, and um, it's good. Like my my like I was telling you earlier, my our four year old like goes into does flag football camp and does mm. softball here, cheerleading there, you know, so it's just, there's a lot of stuff to do. And, um, now my wife and I really have enjoyed being around here and we moved into the area like in October of 2020. Mm. Um, and that's been good. <clears throat> it's really easy. Like we usually spend, you know, when we come have a JV or freshman game, that's usually hang out in the end zone and eat dinner and, um, you know, try to try to be around as much as possible and, um, being, Three minutes from your house is always nice. There you go. What's your go-to dinner? Yeah. For the games or just in no, general? just in general. Oh, do you have like a pre- do you have like a superstitious thing where like you have to do this on game day every week? Every week? No, no. no. I, I probably would be too forgetful to remember. You know what I mean? Like if it's not mm-hmm. if it's not like just something that deals with directly with football. Like we yeah. normally on Friday. Normally on Fridays we go and like read read books to like elementary schools and huh. stuff like that. So. We usually take like ten kids and or ten players and five cheerleaders, and we go and like we go to like one of our elementary schools and hang out with them for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't have any superstitions or anything like that. Okay. I mean, I'm, um, you know, I like to be I like to be laid back and mm-hmm. um, that uh, I always tell people that like five thirty to seven twenty nine time is just brutal because mm. I just rather I just rather play and then instead of go to the warm ups and do all that jazz, you know, I just want so to, you're like bouncing around, you're getting jittery and stuff at that time. Yeah. I just want to play, you know, yeah. we've been talking about this thing for a week and a half or, you know, over a week. So let's go. Mm. We go. We're all here. Let's just play. Are you a coffee guy? Always. Yeah. What do you put in your coffee? Is it black or do you put stuff in it? Uh, we get a little bit of color in it and about a half <laughs> okay. a scoop of sugar. Yeah. How many do you do a day? How many are we talking here? I mean, I just drink one of those like big Tervis cups, you know, nothing. So whatever that but is. But do you do one of those or is that getting refilled at any point during the day? Uh, no, no, no. It's just one. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need more than one. Yeah. One's good. Okay. Yeah. There you go. One is a, one is a good number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Chris, how did the good folks uh, support the Roswell football program and what you got going on this summer? Yeah. I mean, if you follow us on Twitter, um, I know we have either uh, our Roswell recruiting page or mm. my page. Um, those are two good places to kind of see what we're up to. And then, um, you know, um, our website, I think is pretty easy to find. Just search Roswell high school football and probably the first one that pops up, um, you know, 
anything that anything any good words or anything like that you know i do want to mention like i'd, I'd be i'd be uh missed out if i didn't mention you know we had a we had one of our uh players die last year at the end yeah. of the year and um you know we're uh we have i know there's still some different things that we're trying to do for them so you know that'll be, be on the lookout for that we're uh you know and if, if you know anything about um robbie roper I look down because I got his I got his wristband on and mm-hmm. signature on my hand every day. So, um, if you you know when we when we have stuff like that, you know there'll be places to help the family out and stuff like that. And um, you know just remember uh, a fantastic young man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Coach, thank you so much for the time this evening. I greatly appreciate it. We'll have to check back in again soon. All right, y'all, that'll do it for the Sunday, June 12th, 2022 edition here on the program. Hope you guys enjoyed today's edition of the program. Uh, If you did enjoy our conversation, make sure that you go ahead and leave this episode a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If that is indeed how you listen today, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, You can also like and subscribe to these videos over on YouTube, youtube.com. Type in the Chase Notes Podcast, you'll find us there. all that and more uh, would be appreciated. Sports Renaissance Man, that's me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Subscribe today so that you never miss any of my written content, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. You just type in your email and uh, it's it's that simple when you get over there. Um, email the program, chasemuspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, look out uh, for all the episodes coming up this week. Some big guests coming up uh, on the next show. So, watch out for that. Um, very excited about both. Um, so look out for that here on the Chase Most Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcasts so that you never miss any of my new uh, episodes. Uh, there you go. Well, you guys have yourself a great rest of your weekend. And uh, I'm going to watch the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, fingers crossed, get through the Super Regional against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.